The fight over abortion rights in Missouri heads to court, and the fate of the state's only abortion clinic is at issue. Plus, should the people vote on abortion rights in Missouri or in Kansas? I'm Dave Helling with the Star's editorial board greetings. You are on Deep Background. Greetings, you're on Deep Background for May 29th, 2019. I'm Dave Helling with the Star's Editorial Board, my good friend and co-host Leah Becerra with us today, and Andy Marceau, the fine um, health reporter for the Star. And we are going to talk on this edition again about abortion and abortion politics, particularly in Missouri. And um, really two parts to this story. One of the parts involving uh, the Planned Parenthood abortion uh, clinic in St. Louis, Missouri, and then some uh, discussion of a statewide referendum on abortion rights, which are kind of separate issues and yet both involve abortion, and we'll talk about both here. First, Andy, let's go to St. Louis, talk about this lawsuit and the controversy involving Planned Parenthood and state regulation of that facility and the idea that it could close down, leaving Missouri without any abortion provider at all. Right. So Missouri, by the end of this week, could be the first state since Roe v. Wade to not have any uh, locations for legal abortions. Um, And that's because there's right now only one clinic that is licensed to provide uh, abortions in the entire state, and it's in St. Louis. And um, its license is up uh, for renewal at the end of the week, which is also the end of the month. Um, And... As of, you know, this week, Planned Parenthood officials were saying that they are anticipating the state denying their request for a license renewal uh, for various reasons, and uh, they have filed a lawsuit to try and prevent that from happening, um, and that is uh, currently being uh, heard by the courts. Let's dive a little bit deeper into this controversy. For listeners who haven't been following it quite as much as maybe others, including reporters, have, this dispute has nothing to do with the recently signed bill by Governor Mike Parson concerning the eight-week limit on abortions, which hasn't even taken effect yet. This is about a bill, actually, isn't it, Andy, signed by Eric Greitens, which imposed new restrictions on abortion clinics, not just the one in St. Louis, but across the state of Missouri. And in essence, Planned Parenthood is saying the state is following every letter of the law on fire drills and other things that in a practical sense are designed to drive them out of business. Uh, Yeah, I think it even goes, it goes beyond the the law that uh, Governor Greitens signed. And and it goes, you know, it's it's the culmination of a long string of uh, abortion restrictions. Uh, like the um, requirement that, um, you know, there's a, essentially a 72-hour waiting period and, and you have to go and see the doctor that's actually going to perform the abortion and then wait 72 hours and then, you know, get the, uh, the same doctor again. And, and, and then there's requirements uh, for certain women who are seeking abortion to, 
have a pelvic exam that the, the Planned Parenthood officials have called, you know, invasive right. and, and medically unnecessary. And, and, and apparently they were concerned about requiring a pelvic exam for medically induced abortions, mm-hmm. which are not surgical. You know, you don't actually perform surgery on the uterus. It's just a, a medicine that you give. And yet the state was insisting that those women undergo a pelvic exam. Right. Which is apparently the law. So, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. that's why the state was, uh, I guess, insisting on it. But yeah, that. Well, it's um, one of the reasons Planned Parenthood in St. Louis stopped doing medical right, abortions because right. they thought that requirement was on. And we should note that, you know, those medications can actually be procured through the mail. As far as I know, there's actually, I think it's a Dutch company that has essentially set up a kind of cottage industry for uh, women in the United States to get those meds through the mail. Um, So, but yeah, I think so all of these various regulations that have been passed in the, you know, in the past um, have uh, kind of accumulated. Right. And and Planned Parenthood would say that they're making it impossible for them to, to continue operating in the state. You know, there used to be a clinic in Kansas City. Uh, there was one in, in Columbia. Both were offering abortions. Uh, neither is able to do that now. And, and that's specifically because of the Greitens law that requires the doctors to have admitting privileges at a local hospital. That's my understanding anyway. But in St. Louis, um, essentially, yeah, the Planned Parenthood's accusation is that the state is trying to intimidate and interrogate um, physicians who have have worked there. um, But are not employed by Planned Parenthood. Right. So some of these physicians were actually... And by the way, the interrogation allegedly involves potentially criminal behavior, which would mean these doctors not affiliated with Planned Parenthood would, in essence, need to lawyer up. Right. So, I mean, it could be either that they their licenses, their medical licenses could be in jeopardy or, you know, according to Planned Parenthood, there is some some, you know, threat of potential criminal prosecution. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, the state apparently wanted to interview or interrogate, depending on who you are, um, seven physicians, uh, two of them who are actually on staff at Planned Parenthood have agreed to those interviews. But five others have not, and some of them are medical residents or fellows who are no longer there. And so Planned Parenthood says, we can't compel them to talk to you because they don't work for us anymore. And and again, apparently the sticking point is, among others, that if those five doctors don't submit to an interview, the permit will be unissued and the clinic will have to close down. Leah, you know, it's always a surprise when these stories crop up, because I think people believe that abortion services exist in Missouri, and yet it would be the first state in more than 40 years to literally have no abortion clinic at all if the license isn't issued. That must be, that's a stunning thing to say or to think about. Do you have a sense of that at all? You know, I think that um, there are a large number of people who associate Planned Parenthood with abortions. And um, I, as a young woman, know that to not be true. There are a lot of people who go to Planned Parenthood just to get um, exams done that have nothing to do with getting an abortion. Right. Particularly women without insurance who, who lack robust yeah. insurance, though, go there for a pap women, smear. Yeah. Or young women who don't necessarily want to go to their parents when they become sexually active. They right, go to right. Planned Parenthood. Right. So keeping that distinction in our minds is something really important. And I actually had a discussion with somebody where I pointed out that at the time there was only one 
abortion clinic that could actually do abortions in the state. And they're like, what? There's a Planned Parenthood in Kansas City. I was like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so let's get that straight first. Um, but yeah, I think I think it, it is very stunning. And I think a lot of people didn't really understand that there was only one place where you could get right. this done for a long time. Now, we, just to be clear, there is a, a clinic in Overland Park, Kansas, that a lot of Kansas City, Missouri women can use with you know, some inconvenience, but not like the inconvenience you would suffer in Missouri, according to the lawsuit, if you're poor, where traveling is difficult, or rural residents who, you know, travel to St. Louis and now might have to go to Wichita or some other place to get these services. And that should be, that's a consideration too, isn't it, Andy? Um, I crunched the numbers actually yesterday and, and found that there were more Missouri residents who had abortions in Kansas last year than total abortions in the state of Missouri, legal abortions anyway, abortions at licensed clinics. So yeah, clearly a lot of people are using that Overland Park clinic, but yeah, I guess if you live in a rural area, um, there's going to be some access issues. Now we should note that Governor Parson today has come out with a news conference. The state health department initiated and has been conducting its standard and routine annual inspection of the Planned Parenthood facility in St. Louis. And said that the the clinic in St. Louis has uh, some serious safety issues. He's uh, saying that there were uh, three instances in which abortions failed. On March the 27th, state health department officials identified a series of deficiencies in a detailed letter to Planned Parenthood which needed to be addressed prior to their license renewal deadline of May the 31st. Um, Patients had to be returned to the clinic, and in another case, uh, an ambulance had to be called, and the patient had to be transported to a hospital to undergo emergency surgeries. Planned Parenthood has had ample time, more than two months, to address the identified deficiencies and allow state officials to interview abortion doctors. Yet, up until 10 days ago, the state had not received Planned Parenthood's application for renewal. And for months during this process, Planned Parenthood has been reluctant to cooperate with health department officials, including withholding access to interviews of abortion doctors. And just for context, he's pointing to three or four cases out of about 3,000 that occurred last year. So if Planned Parenthood is following all Missouri laws, governing abortion, and operating a safe environment for women's care, they shouldn't have any issues cooperating with the standard and ordinary view required by state law. But it's clear that he is, and other Republicans in the legislature, are doubling down on this idea that losing the last abortion clinic in Missouri would not be a bad thing. Well, and if you look at the law that they just passed, which essentially bans all abortions or almost all abortions after eight weeks um you know at eight weeks you're you're probably in most cases going to opt for the medication abortion if you're you know if you want to have the procedure and so for that i mean I don't know that you even really need a brick and mortar clinic so yeah from that standpoint if you're if you're willing to pass a law that says no abortions or almost no abortions after eight weeks, then then yeah, I don't think you necessarily see the the utility in having legal abortion clinics. Yeah. 
So I watched that um, press conference that Governor Parson gave, and it seemed to me that he was really kind of putting the ball into the court of Planned Parenthood again and again and again, because he kept saying they knew about this change months ago. They should have done whatever they needed to do ahead of time. And I'm, I'm kind of curious what the Planned Parenthood retort might be to well, somebody putting the ball in their court that way. Well, I can tell you that if you read the lawsuit filed in, by the way, circuit court in St. Louis, not federal court, uh, Planned Parenthood argues that it began its negotiations with the state over these issues 90 days ago, that there were already inspections and complaints and that there was some some discussion of what Planned Parenthood needed to do or where it had fallen short of the state rules and what its plans were to comply. And Planned Parenthood argues we were well on the way to meeting those standards, and then suddenly this whole investigation cropped up involving the doctors and that the denial of the license on that basis uh, may, may violate the law, and they want the judge to stop it. And what I'm so fascinated by, we're going to talk about the politics of, of this in just a moment, but in essence, the courts are where abortion rights are finally decided, right, Leah? I mean, in Kansas, we saw that, and now in Missouri, for all the signings and passing of bills, it seems like the last defense of this constitutional right is the courtroom. Yeah, it sure seems that way. Um, I feel like we should talk a little bit, though, about the petition that's circulating, because that really would make it not so so much a court battle and more so an issue that goes toward the voters. Yeah, we're going to talk about that right after the break. Mm-hmm. Listen to this, and when we come back, we'll talk about the vote and the politics of abortion. You're on Deep Background. Hey there, it's Leah. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you like what you hear, help us support this podcast and the journalism that reporters at the Kansas City Star do every day by subscribing. There's an easy way for you to do it. Head to kansascity.com background. You'll even get a special discount just for being a Deep Background listener. Subscribing at that URL will get you three months of unlimited digital access for $1.99 total. You get access to KansasCity.com, the e-edition of the newspaper, mobile apps, and more for three whole months. And it only costs you $1.99. It's a pretty sweet deal. Plus, you'll be supporting journalism that makes a difference in Kansas City. So grab your computer or mobile device and go to KansasCity.com slash background. And hey, thanks for listening. Back now with Leah Becerra, uh, my co-host of the podcast, and Andy Marceau of the Kansas City Star. We're talking about abortion politics again. Um, the, the other development this week in Missouri, a fascinating development actually, is uh, the American Civil Liberties Union says it will now seek a petition or seek to gather petition signatures that would force a referendum, statewide referendum, on the eight-week abortion bill that was just passed by the legislature and signed 
by the governor. That means that the people, Leah, could vote on a very fundamental issue. And by the way, one of the prominent Missourians apparently supporting this effort by the ACLU is actually a guy named David Humphreys, who, who, who is a well-known Republican donor, which makes the politics even more interesting. But what would a referendum on abortion look like? I mean, that it's hard to imagine anything more divisive and, and uh, just brutal. Yeah, especially in the state of Missouri. <laughs> right. Well, as I said on Channel 19 last week, KCPT, Week in Review, uh, we may have a referendum in Kansas, too. As you know, the legislature, angry about the Supreme Court's decision, the state Supreme Court, that fundamentally guarantees abortion rights in the state. They want to put something on the ballot, too. Andy, we could have two statewide referenda on this most intense political issue, maybe, that I've covered in my career. Yeah, and even then, I feel like all roads would still lead to the judicial branch. I mean, even if either of those referendums pass, somebody's going to challenge it in court. That's what always happens with these laws. All of them, the eight-week waiting period or the eight-week ban, that's going to be challenged in court. And so, and and actually, I think a lot of the people who backed the eight-week ban, eight-week ban, that was their intention was to get it into the courts, and they want to try and get it up to the Supreme Court and get Roe v. Wade overturned. Um, and, and so I think that's, you know, regardless of, of what happens with this issue, it, like you said, it always ends up going back to the courts. Right. And, and I agree with all of that. I, I, I'm, but I'm, uh, it's hard to contemplate having watched issue election after issue election in Missouri on, you know, right to work or minimum wage or, you know, clean river, Missouri or, clean Missouri <laughs> or riverboat gaming, uh, gambling. You know, you see commercials and, oh, well, I agree, I don't disagree. What would a TV commercial battle over abortion look like? It would be an extraordinary uh, uh, political event. And yet, in some ways, Andy, it might be clarifying, too. I mean, both sides cite opinion polls and most Americans want this. Or It, it, it might be, I think you're right, it might go to court, but it might be helpful to have people vote on this for once. Right, and, and I think when you look at the opinion polls, although there is obviously a ton of just emotion around this issue and people seem to be really dug in one way or the other, when you, when you look at most of the opinion polls, it's actually more of a gray area for the majority of Americans. The majority of Americans are, are okay with restrictions on some legal abortions, but don't want it to be illegal in all cases. And so there's obviously, you know, you got to find where is that middle ground. And so I think most people, at least in Missouri, were probably okay with the requiring doctors to have admitting privileges, whether they, you know, thought that was necessary or not. It didn't really, you know, cause much of a problem. Maybe the state feels differently about uh, an essentially a, a ban after eight weeks. That might be a step too far. And so I think for a, a lot of these factions, unless you're kind of on the extremes either way, um, you know, the two major parties, I think, still need to try and kind of figure out how to come to some place on this issue where the majority of Americans say, yeah, you know, we can live with that. Right. And my friend Melinda Hennenberger, who is on the um, 
on the editorial board has talked to me a lot about this because she agrees with you completely, Andy, that there is most people are in that middle ground. And I think that's probably true. The problem with our politics, Leah, is that it's de- designed to drive everybody away from the middle ground. And you're either for us or against us. And that's true ab- across a range of issues. I can only imagine what it would be on abortion. I mean, it would be, you know, just it just contemplating two statewide votes on abortion rights. It, it, you know, I, I just I didn't think I'd ever see it. And it may be headed to both of these states. Yeah, judging by um, just my own personal Twitter account, every single time I tweet a story that's kind of an update in what's happening in Missouri right now, I get for days just people fighting with each other about the issue, people trying to tell each other that they're wrong, and it's it's madness. I, I cannot... You're right. I can't imagine what the scene would look like and if voters would, actually got the opportunity to take this to the right, polls. Right, because it's very rare. I mean, it, you know, it, my memory is fading in my old age, but I don't, I can't remember a statewide referendum simply asking whether abortion should be constitutionally protected, which would be the argument in Kansas, or whether the law just passed by the legislature in Missouri should be repealed or, or prevented from taking effect. I mean, do you, Andy, know of any other state that's voted on this in, in this way? And particularly, I must say, in a presidential election year, <laughs> you know, 2020, when, it, you know, uh, it, it's going to be just insane. No, I, I haven't heard of it before. And, and honestly, it doesn't, to me anyway, it doesn't seem like an issue that lends itself particularly well to a ballot initiative simply because, like I said, I think, you know, the consensus is somewhere in the middle. And your ballot question is going to be kind of black and white. It's either going to be, you know, is in Kansas, right. should should there be a constitutional right to an abortion, right. which is a very black or white question. And in Missouri, should we ban abortions after Well, that's weeks? the other problem, too, isn't it, is that in political statewide referenda, nuance and and it gets lost immediately the language matters yes now i wrote the editorial on the kansas decision and if you read the kansas decision what the court said is you have a fundamental right to an abortion but like other fundamental rights it's not absolute that there are reasonable regulations in the case of kansas what they said is you need to meet a strict standard which is a really high bar but if you can meet that standard uh, you can indeed regulate abortions. You know, everyone around this table probably understands that, but if the voter trying to work his or her way through that discussion, that would get lost almost immediately, it seems to me. Very, very possibly. And I know you've only got a certain number of words in those <laughs> voter questions, <laughs> so I don't know really how specific they could get in explaining to people what they're actually voting on. Uh, but in the absence of some specifics, I think, yeah, you're just going to be kind of, you know, pushing people into their corners yeah. again. We're almost done, out of time. Do you think, Leah, it would may, uh, get more people interested in politics if the, if abortion were on the ballot? Particularly younger voters who might say, oh, it doesn't make any difference who's in office. I think um, a lot of younger voters are actually pretty interested in politics right now. What I think would be interesting about voters actually kind of making up their minds on a ballot on a decision like abortion would be really interesting, though, because many times when I see people complaining about something that 
Missouri lawmakers are doing or Kansas lawmakers or Arkansas lawmakers is the fact that this person was voted into office and they're now making a decision for everybody and people want the opportunity to vote on it themselves. So that's why I said said it could be clarified. Yeah. If nothing else, even if this, the votes get challenged and whatnot, it would be kind of symbolic to show like what the people really do want. Right. And, and in that sense, I think the Kansas question might be more interesting than maybe the Missouri question because if you have just a referendum on the eight-week bill, you might have people say, "Well, I don't like that, but I do like a ten-week bill." Or, I mean, there are you know. So, but in Kansas, it's a clear question: should should the Constitution be amended uh, to to allow restriction or outlaw of abortion rights? One assumes that would be the language, and that would be just an up or down vote, just an up or down. Do, do people have a right to an abortion in the state of Kansas, or don't they? And as I told Andy, I just think that would. And for all the mess it would create, it would also be helpful to actually have a plebiscite on that issue. And you're right, the courts would then become involved, one assumes, particularly the federal courts. We don't put civil rights on the ballot typically in this country. We don't say, should African Americans have the vote or not have the vote? It's a civil right. It's protected by the Constitution and not subject to plebiscite. And that would be the argument if it ever went to a federal court. But it might be helpful for politicians in both parties to see what the people are really thinking and not attribute you know, feelings one way or the other. So anything you want to add to that little <laughs> rant at the end? No, I think you hit it on the head. <laughs> Good. Good. And I assume, Leah, you agree. Andy Marceau, so much. thank you so much for coming in and talking to us about this very contentious issue. And we should tell our listeners Uh, We're recording this on the uh, 29th of May, a Wednesday. There are still uh, steps to be taken on this issue this week, so we may know more in the next couple of days about what happens in Missouri. And then maybe next year in Kansas, Leah Becerra, my co-host, thanks so much for joining us uh, to talk about abortion rights in Kansas and Missouri. I'm Dave Helling with the STARS Editorial Board, and you have been on Deep Background. 